You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Let's breathe in that Friday energy together. Let's go. What's up, weekend? Huh? Might be cold out there, but it's warm in our hearts. LeBron's getting closer to the record. It is. It's warm in our hearts, Diesel. We'll talk about that. Apparently, apparently, good at words. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever is out now. It's streaming on Disney, so I got a little uh, family movie night li- lined up. Let's go. A little Marvel. Sure, why not? It's a, the weird break from football before we dive headfirst into the beautiful pool of sports wonderfulness that is Super Bowl week. Some baseball news is starting to come out. Apparently they redid the schedule, and it's real stupid because it's baseball, and that's what they do. What kind of stuff going on? Happy Friday. Bill Ryder with you. 855-212-4CBS. It's like a magic phone number. It's a secret code. You type into your phone and Tom DeCelestino answers the phone. At DCLCBS. DCL, if I told the audience, I don't want to lie to the audience ever. If I said Tom will answer every call, pretty daddy, what you need, would you do that? Uh, that would not be my truth uh, for today. But we just do it for the audience. Uh, unless you tell me I have to, then no, I won't. Tom has to answer the phone. Pretty daddy, what's what's up? What's what's your what's your what's going on? He's got to answer the phone. Pretty daddy, at eight five five two one two four CBS. So call us and just test him. And if he doesn't do it, let me know at Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R. Yeah, it's tattle time, bro. Welcome to the darkness. Um, I've got a um, I got a question for the guys. Whether I know what I like how words work. That's coming up in just a little bit. I've also got a LeBron dilemma I want to get into. We've got, how do I say this? I guess I'll just say it. I've got a crotch shot alert. I've got a punch in the, what do you want me to call it? Dylan Brooks punched Donovan Mitchell where the sun don't shine. But that expression doesn't make sense to people wearing shoes. Well, what, a big toe? What do you want me to say? You can get on the mic. What, what do you want me to say? I like where the sun doesn't shine. It leaves something to the imagination. The sun doesn't shine on my shoulders either when I got a shirt on. Like, right, so you don't know until we tell you later I want this them hour. to know. I want them to know. Place you don't punch another dude. Come on, man. <laughs> I haven't punched a guy there since, like, second grade. When someone explained to me, you're not allowed to fight that way. Oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't know. Dad, Sorry. Oh, you punch him in the face. Well, really, in my case, you just get punched in the face. But still, there are rules. There are rules, Tom. Kurt Hillen's going to be on the show. Maybe he's got a solution for how to you go about healing something like that. Yeah, welcome. Welcome in. Buy or sell, bum of the week. What's wrong, dude? You got some truth you want to tell? What was that about? Hey, I got something I got people got to tell people. Uh, we're about three minutes into a Friday edition it's going to be a long two hours today. It's going to be a And by long, two. I mean it's going to be a fun ride. TGIF. Pure. Man, TGIF. Pure freaking magic. All right, 855-2124-CBS if you want to hear somebody answer the phone against their wishes. Pretty daddy, what do you want? Uh, sports writer on Twitter, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Uh, LeBron James last night, inching forward, inching closer to that all-time scoring record that is currently held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. 26 for LeBron. And actually what was a pretty big and pretty important win 
big bucket at the end of the game from Anthony Davis for the Lakers as they try to continue to scrap and fight and claw their way to relevance. And I can tell you, just doing some reporting over the last few days, the Lakers have upped the intensity in the phone calls they've made in the attempt to go and get some help. This is the backdrop to what LeBron's doing. So, yeah, he's going to set the record almost certainly at Staples Center next Tuesday against Oklahoma City or next Thursday against Kareem's former team, the Milwaukee Bucks. But how the team performs between now and Thursday, that Thursday game is also the day of the trade deadline. It'll happen about six hours after the trade deadline comes to an end. How the Lakers play is going is to dictate, I think, whether they bring people in. I can tell you the Lakers have made phone calls to several teams, including the Raptors, and like several teams out there, most of the GMs in the NBA are lining up Toronto in their sights as the the fattened cow that could be led to the slaughter. Things haven't gone well for Toronto. There's a sense that Masai Ujiri, who runs basketball operations there, will blow it up. And that means that I don't know that Scotty Barnes would be available but because he's so young, but maybe. Fred Van Vliet would absolutely be available. OG Ananobi could be available. That's someone that I've heard the Lakers are interested in, although they don't have what it takes to acquire him. I've heard the Warriors and Memphis could be in, involved. And even a, a, a Van Vliet combo maybe with Gary Trent Jr. or something the Lakers are eyeing. So this is all the backdrop to the noise and the excitement of LeBron trying to do his thing. It's two things. It's a dual reality. It's like being Tom DeCelestino and Pretty Daddy at the exact same time. There's the business aspect of what's going on for LeBron, trying to win enough games that this Lakers team is in the mix and that they can convince the front office or at least the wins over the next few days, if that's what comes, it did against the Pacers, can leverage the Lakers enough to add to the pressure LeBron is putting on them to go out and get help for either the 27 or the 29 first-round pick. Was also told that, I always get this guy's name wrong, Boyan Bovanovich, who's now in Detroit, is someone the Lakers would want but that currently, sources told me, Detroit wanted both picks for that guy, which the Lakers said basically, well, I don't know what they said, but I picture a click. I picture Rob Palenka talking one minute and then a click sound the next minute. And that's the backdrop to this. Big win for the Lakers last night. But what will be remembered many years from now, maybe months from now, is not these games, not these wins, probably not, except for whatever team acquires the draft picks, what the moves are between now and the trade deadline, because this Lakers team is going nowhere fast. They're not. They're not going anywhere. What they have this season is the next week. This is what this Lakers season is. It is LeBron James in a Lakers jersey breaking the mark that was set by another guy in a Lakers jersey. And a further backdrop to that is the fact that LeBron and Kareem do not like one another. They don't like each other. This is on the record. It's clear. It's obvious. You talk to people around LeBron, around the Lakers, They know it. Everybody knows it. And so we'll see how that goes down and whether Kareem shows up. And there's going to be so much talk about LeBron's excellence, certainly next week. I'm sure we'll do it. And there's going to be so much media and fan-driven chatter about the GOAT, LeBron James, and that debate's over. Look, I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, and the Chicago suburbs, and then back to Dubuque, Iowa. Dubuque, about two and a half hours from, from Chicago, Illinois. I grew up in the Bulls orbit. I'm of an age where I was old enough to appreciate Jordan when he was doing his thing. I don't want LeBron to pass Michael Jordan. I never have. What I want, what you want, is immaterial to history and what actually happens. And because being the GOAT in anything isn't like a Super Bowl, it's not where there's an actual scoreboard and whatever you do or don't want to happen when the clock hits zero, it's, it's definitive. Because it's subjective, you can push off what's true for a really, really long time. 
I mean, some people push off what's true forever. There are plenty of people who will tell you that Larry Bird, if they're in Boston, or Kobe Bryant, the late, great Kobe Bryant, if they're in L.A., are the best players of all time. And they're not. I say all that to say this. LeBron's already the GOAT. It's done. It's finished. Like it, don't like it, I get it. We can argue it, we'll debate it. People will, Tom Habershaw wouldn't even commit to it yesterday, and I love Tom. It's done. He's going to be the all-time leading scorer. He's going to be at a minimum fourth on the assist list. He's going to have at a minimum four championships, three with different cities, three finals MVPs with three different teams. Never happened before. And, and I don't think this is easy to forget, he won with Cleveland. He brought love and joy in a championship to his home-ish city, Akron, 40 miles from there, when no one else could do it. Two years, five years, ten years from now, unless Giannis scores like 50,000 points or something crazy happens, it's going to be LeBron. That's finished. It's done, even if we haven't acknowledged it. And I think he knows it, which is why, and I don't know why you would, I mean, can I just say this? Don't bring up, don't bring up Sammy Sosa or Mark McGuire when you talk about a record. That's like me giving a toast at my, I don't know, 20th wedding anniversary, or 30th, with all the guests there, and quoting Kanye and Kim about love. It's just not the example that you want to point to. Let's point to good people in the in the realm we're talking about. But LeBron understands it's our his lifetime goal is accomplished. So I covered LeBron, as you probably know. I interviewed him several times. The only time I did a one-on-one TV interview was in 2013, maybe? 2014. And back then, kind of like now, LeBron would be sort of full of it. I mean, I like LeBron, but major athletes, major famous people don't give really direct answers to questions that are not even controversial, just borderline borderline edgy. And I remember I asked him on camera, do you want to pass Jordan? Is that your goal? Back before that, where it's understood, but people didn't say it. And he looked me right in the eye, total body language on this one, like, that's my goal. That is what I, that's what I seek. I'm gonna be, I want to be the best player of all time. He's about to be. And again, I'm a child of Jordan. I'm a fan of Jordan. I'm not rooting for it, but that doesn't change the truth. And I think you get the sense of that as LeBron, again, pontificates a little too long here based on some of the names he drops about the mark he's going to set almost certainly next week. I think it's one of the greatest records um, in sports in general. I think it's up there with the home run record um, you know, in baseball. Um, it's just one of those records that um, you just don't ever see or think that would be broken, you know, and then you you end up seeing guys, you know, you, you had Hank Aaron that had it for so long, and then you, you see the guys, the likes of like Sammy and Mark McGuire and those guys, you know, start climbing, and it was like, oh, man, this thing can really, this thing can really happen, you know, and you start really watching it and paying attention to it, and you seeing Sammy and Mark McGuire go to the, uh, go up the bat, and you like, they got a chance to knock it out every single time, you know, and it was a, it was a fun for me as a, as a sports person. It was fun watching those guys just go up the bat and, and chase it. I mean, sometimes LeBron can't get out of his own way. I'm excited for LeBron. I'm excited it's going to happen. I'm excited I live in L.A. and I'm going to be in Phoenix when it goes down. I'm excited about all the magic. Bro, you don't need to go, you don't need to go Sosa and McGuire. What he's doing is incredible. And I do like that he's, it's one of the most, his words, impressive records in sport. It is, but when you're about to break it, maybe let me say it. I'll say it for you. Bill Ryder, remember me? I'll say it for you. He may not be a LeBron fan. A lot of people aren't. He may not be a Hoops fan. But it is sort of like Maguire Sosa. God, I hate to like agree with the guy. 
in the sense that it is a level of history that feels unbreakable. To me, the better example, if you want to go baseball, would be somebody hitting 400. The last to do was Ted Williams, 406. I don't even know when it was, 1940-something. We know it's possible. We know it's conceivable. We know it's happened, and it doesn't feel like in modern sports something that it can occur again. And that's probably true for this record as well. LeBron has several advantages that are going to be hard to repeat. One, I mean, one, the guy is the best player of all time, or one of them, however you want to slice it and dice it. Two, the guy is built like a Terminator machine. His best ability, his availability, reality is insane for its longevity. Two, the guy came out of college, excuse me, came out of high school, skipped college, and went straight to the NBA, which gives him a huge advantage over all the players of his generation who didn't have that chance. Now, we're going to revert back to that being possible. We're certainly really close now. But it's still, that's that's a huge, huge opportunity. But the main thing is, and Habershaw said it, and I wrote this a few years ago, we all know it, the guy's going to be the all-time leading scorer, and scoring is his second best skill set. And maybe for 15 of his 20 years, maybe his third best skill set. It's easy to forget at his age the level of defensive excellence that he just imposed on games. Remember the block against was Draymond or was Iguodala? Iguodala in that NBA Finals to help Cleveland win. Like him, don't like him, whatever. I get it. I like him. Doesn't matter. He's the GOAT, man. That I mean, his whole standoff with Kareem and will Kareem show up or not show up, it's almost like Kareem as an avatar is a stand-in for Michael Jordan. Because the real person that matters in this whole conversation is Mike, and wherever Mike is, he's got to know that debate is over. And, and I don't want, I like LeBron, I covered LeBron, my career has been, my whole life has been vastly enhanced by covering and being pretty hard on LeBron. But I grew up nostalgically as a Jordan kid. That's why I don't want this to happen if I had a choice. Just like those Jordan, or those LeBron fans out there, maybe there's, maybe there's some nine-year-old out there right now doing something that, that many years from now, 30 years from now, is going to chase down LeBron. It's like, I don't know. LeBron was so good, but this moment is now. He's going to pass Kareem, and that mark is going to stand for a long time, if not forever. And it's worth enjoying and celebrating. Congratulations. Congratulations, LeBron James. Hello to you. This is a fresh moment for you, and I'm really, really excited. Uh, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, Twitter, for me, sports R-E-I-T-E-R. What's up, pretty Danny? How we doing, bud? Oh, we're doing great. It's Friday. Yeah. Everything's great on a Friday. It's Friday, man. It's happening. Good vibes all around. The vibes are Amazing. Um, I got a bunch of questions for the guys. I saw a weird thing happen in L.A., like a weird thing. I'm, I just, I'm a little shook by it. I have a debate over something I said with a buddy, and I have a LeBron James, is he or isn't he being a jerk question. We got so much to unpack here with Andrew Bogish, with Pretty Daddy, and with me. Is LeBron's perhaps plan on how he's going to break the record is it a barb? Is it a poke in the eye to Kareem? Or a way to honor him? We're going to debate that next here on CBS Sports Radio. Do you love spending all that time in long grocery checkout lines? Ah, uh, yeah, I didn't think so. Get a little fresh's chef-created recipes delivered right to your door instead. So easy. And you can skip the trip to the grocery store so you can spend more time doing things that you love, like hanging out at D-Cell. Hello, Fresh now has 40 weekly recipes to choose from. 
more choices than ever before. Say goodbye to your recipe, Rut, and hello, hi, to seasonal recipes packed with farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients that make getting dinner on the table easy and enjoyable, from fit and wholesome to family-friendly and quick and easy. HelloFresh has dishes for your lifestyle and meal preferences with options to please even the pickiest eaters. That is Tom sometimes. Plus, it doesn't hurt that HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery store and restaurant takeout. Make eating easy and exciting with America's number one meal kit. Sign up today for 65% off plus free shipping with the code. This is key. You got it? Ready? SportsHQ65 at HelloFresh.com slash SportsHQ65. That's the code SportsHQ65 at HelloFresh.com slash SportsHQ65. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I hate that rejoin, but it does make me laugh. What's going on, Bill Ryder? Master of Explanationers here on the show. Uh, 855-2124-CBS. We're going to take this call in Boise real quick, though. Tom, did you answer the phone, Pretty Daddy? I did. And did? as you'll hear from Eric here, he will attest to that. I okay. held my end of the bargain. All right. Let's, um, let's go to Boise. Listen on 95.3 in beautiful Boise. Eric, happy Friday, brother. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, thanks for taking my call. And I did get the... Uh... Sweet love pickup. It was great. <laughs> Excellent. I mean, it made me feel all jittery inside. <laughs> right? It was all good. Me too. Just hearing it. All right. So I got a question, and I've been thinking about this since last weekend with the football games. So years and years ago, Tom Brady took a hit in the leg, lost a season. And it wasn't long after that that they instituted the rule you can't hit quarterbacks in the leg. So after this weekend where the quarterback lost an arm, basically, and was unable to play, if that would have happened to Mahomes, how quickly is the NFL going to start protecting quarterbacks' arms? Yeah, interesting question. So, And thank you, Eric, for the call. So the question is, if this were some guy that's not an unproven, right in the scheme of things, rookie quarterback drafted literally at the end of the draft, would they have changed the rule to protect Purdy, to protect the quarterback? I just don't know how you do it. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, unless I'm misremembering, it's a bang-bang play. Purdy's trying to throw the ball. The guy is going after him and just, as part of a contact sport, just catches him in the, in the arm, which inevitably injures and what fully tears his UCL and his throwing elbow. I, I mean, the answer to the question, Eric, and I think it's a good one, is I think they'll do anything they can to protect quarterbacks. Absolutely. I just, I you can't take all of the contact out of football. And guys, hi, Andrew, good morning. I don't know, unless I'm just misremembering or missing some details, I don't, I don't know how you legislate against that play. I don't know what we're going to start doing and say torso only. Like, I understand Eric's question. It's a valid one. I think there yeah. would be more outrage if it was Patrick Mahomes and he was about to miss the Super Bowl. I totally understand where Eric is coming from. But these are bang-bang plays. What, like, are we only going to say you can hit the quarterback, you know, in this certain, like, five-inch box? Like, you can't expect defensive players to, to do that. I think we're already asking them to do too much as it is. And isn't hitting the arm of a quarterback in motion the absolute best opportunity if you play that position to force a turnover? As, as That's exactly what happened on that play. Right. Andrew, you want to weigh in here? I'm going to delicately do it. Um, they can't possibly consider doing this. Like, this is – the caller makes a – I understand where he's coming from, but, I mean, 
this would be ridiculous to try and legislate against the play that Hassan Reddick made on Sunday. I mean, he's got to be allowed to go get the ball out of the quarterback's hand. And it's already, I mean, let's be fair. It's already ridiculous the extent to which roughing the passer penalties are called on oh, yeah. con, like borderline, like just basic contact. All right, speaking of um, roughing the passer, I got a roughing the friend called yesterday. And I just, you guys tell me if, I, if I'm the idiot here. My friend Greg, who's in radio, so he's going to talk about it on his radio show. Okay, Greg. We're meeting halfway between my place and his place. We're meeting Culver City. Now, here's my context, okay? I'm in the car. I'm driving. I'm running late. I hate being late to anything. And I'm, I, the, the worst two words in L.A. traffic, lane closure, are flashing in front of me. So I'm not, in a, I'm pretty, I'm not happy. I get a little note that from him he's there. I'm like, I'm late. I'm still there, supposedly 10 minutes from me. And then he writes, inside of the right, want me to move to a spot to the Lakers game? I can't see it from here. And I write, I'm chill on it. That's my response. And when I get there, it's a big, I don't know, I'm chill on it. It doesn't mean anything. He asks the waitress. She's like, doesn't it just mean he doesn't care? Am I? I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, well, Mr. Young Guy, am I missing something? When he writes, do you want me to do this? And I write, I'm chill on it. What does that seem like to you guys that I'm saying? It seems like to me you're saying he doesn't have to move, but I don't think another human has ever said that sentence to me. So if you were the first, <laughs> I would probably – I'm like, I'm still a little confused. I'm not okay. wholly confident in what you meant by it, but my guess is it's okay. You don't need to move spots. Yeah, like, I'm, dude, I'm chill. I don't, it's like I, if that, we were in person, I, I would say, I'm chill. I don't care, man. But I'm in the car. It's like I'm chill. And then I'm like, okay, I guess I should – like, on it. I'm, what we're, I mean, I'm in the car. I'm trying not to drive into the car in front of me. I'm going twofold on this. I know exactly what you meant when you say that. Move, don't move, get a spot for the game, don't get a spot for the game. Either way is cool with me. But your buddy Greg, who is in that restaurant waiting for you, he is solo right now. He's probably already had to tell the waitress and or waiter, hey, I'm waiting for my buddy. He was solo. He looks sad. I swear he's coming. I swear he looks sad. So he's a little stressed out at this point. Maybe stressed is too far. He's a little little uppity right now. He gets a little uppity. Your answer there is a little too nebulous for somebody in that state of mind. Got you got to be more direct and clear. Hey, I don't care if you move. Yes, please move. I want to watch the game. I need to see LeBron. You got to be more direct. He literally wrote back, I don't know what that means. And I wrote back, <laughs> I'm chill on that too. That that follow-up is not not a cool move by you. It, it might have been my follow-up, too. I would have, like, just reconfirm what I think you meant by that <laughs> sentence. Because, like, no thank you would have been good enough. I disagree with all of you. By the way, to be fair to Diesel's point, we, I, we when I showed up, there was, you know, it's like a two-top, and then there's a he's in a booth, I'm in a chair, and then next to us, a little space, is another table. And there was a lady sitting by herself for a good 10 or 15 minutes. And the whole time I was so judgy, like, oh, it's so sad. What a loser. It's... And then her friend showed up. It's like, oh, that's what I did to Greg. All right. Fine. I assume this I'm place chill was... on it. I assume this place was pretty crowded, pretty packed. It was pretty packed, yeah. By the time yeah. we left, it was, a lo- it was a line. Your buddy yeah. was a little stressed out. You think I just put him in an uncomfortable social social situation? Absolutely. If, they, if, it was, if that was a different environment, I think he would have interpreted your text properly. I mean, I'm chill on it. Feels pretty straightforward. All right, so 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 Greg also 
un, unbidden brought up to me that he thinks LeBron is going to try to break Kareem's record with presumably Kareem Abdul-Jabbar sitting there next week, either Tuesday against the, the Thunder, I think it'll be Thursday against the Bucks, one of the games, with a skyhook. Now, I got a, another source buddy, a couple folks, who think it's going to be an insult. And Greg's like, no, it's a compliment to Kareem. So I, I want to ask you guys, I haven't had some time to ponder this, LeBron goes out there and breaks the record with a skyhook, a shot that I don't think he's ever used in his life, which he's been practicing apparently. Will with Kareem sitting there, knowing these guys don't really love each other, will that be two part question? Is LeBron intending it to be a a a stick in the eye or 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 a way to honor Kareem? And how do you think the general sports media will interpret it in fandom? My first reaction is cringe. My first reaction is, please, LeBron, don't do this. And if we're gonna if we're gonna do it, let's make a compromise and only try it once. And if the skyhook doesn't go down, <laughs> you can't come back down the other way. Oh, that's a good point. And keep doing it, but I, I don't know. It just it sounds really lame to me. Me too. I know they don't have a good relationship. I know they're not buddy buddy. I think, as you said, this is going to happen in Los Angeles. I think I think Kareem will be there. If this happens with Kareem in attendance courtside, the game is going to stop once this happens. You would think, you would think they will at least try to acknowledge each other. I don't know if there will be an embrace. This has to be a tribute. It has to be. LeBron's a student of the game. He knows full well what he's doing here. Yeah, he's no one's a student, de- of, no one's he's a student of pettiness too, by the way, which I can be as well. I'm not to this just, level though. One uh, of the I best think, moments in NBA history. I, I'm with Andrew. I think it's clearly an insult. But then it occurred oh, wait, to hold me. On, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. I don't think it's an insult. I, the the motivation doesn't matter to me. You, I just think it's a lame idea to like so, plan it. Okay, I'm one point away. Get me in the mid post. I got it. Everybody, leave me alone. Here's the jump hook. Yeah, I break the record. To me, you should get in the flow five. of the game. I hope it's a six sky hook. I hope it takes six, and people are pulling their hair out. And P.S. If he's practicing it in the arena before the game, he wants everyone to see it, which makes it even more cringy. See, I think it's an insult that he's going to go out there afterwards. Like, I just wanted to honor Kareem. He's one of the best of all time. It's just such. I think it's an insult. That 100% he's going to sell as a compliment. All right. I got one more for you guys. One more weird L.A. thing. You ready? So I, uh, I'm i not drinking this. But I'm trying to lose, lose a little weight. So I had, by the way, having mocktails with your buddy is a recipe to get mocked. Did you know that? I thought mocktails <laughs> were like, you know, they're not really alcohol. No, it's you will be mocked. By everyone at the bar for ordering, I'll take the lavender strawberry blueberry shenanigans. So I was able to drive, is my point. So I didn't have to Uber. My wife, Lori's in the area. She's like, I'll just come get you. So she's picking me up, and there's a, there's a, there's a bookstore right there, right? It's probably 8 o'clock at night. It's dark. Place is packed. Place is packed, and someone's talking to the microphone. So you would naturally think to yourself, this is some author, right? We have a bookstore in Manhattan Beach. They have authors coming all the time. It's cool. We'll go in, whatever. So we Google, well, who's the author? The place is a standing room only. It's 8 o'clock at night. They had an event. I'm not going to do it right, but they had an event that basically was like, do you hate your four- This is one of the examples. Do you hate your four-year-old? Are your in-laws the worst? Do you think your husband's a jerk? 
come and share cringeworthy stories with no judgment about your family. So people, like, see this? I just want to understand and decide they want to go share how much they hate their family with strangers. This is what this was. It was an open mic for people that hate people in their family. And it was standing room only. Wow. I'm shocked that you guys are shocked. What do you mean? There's a lot of misery out there. I know, but there's going out and publicly sharing it? Pe- it makes you feel better to share it and to know that there's other people who are in the same boat as you. Right in the you diary. got a microphone. Do you want to get something off your chest? This I is didn't, a safe space. I didn't say yeah, that. let it fire, I didn't Snoopy. I say that, but I am not surprised <laughs> to hear that people line up to do it. Who would you start with, your wife or me or me and Bill? Uh, I think I'd start with you, Bogus. Okay, cool. I'm honored. The answer, by the way, I'm not, I don't get involved. Clearly in your eyes, the answer was your wife. I mean, yeah. if you work I mean, America hurts. America definitely I mean, hurt. if you guys are being honest, everyone out, every husband, every wife, every mother, every everybody has something that they are miserable about. Whether they, just, whether they admit it to themselves or not, it's out there. I mean, I'm pretty sure when I get mad at my wife, I just bring it up, on, or I get annoyed. I, I bring it up on the radio when I know she's in the car. Right, and that version at that bookstore last night, that was everyone's radio show. That lady was so animated. I was like, that can't be a children's author. I was driving home, like, can't be a children's author. Lori's looking up. Like, she was really animated. Historian? No, she's just talking about her husband's a piece of crap and can't get a job or whatever. whatever. I just found it so weird. You, Place was standard room only. Is, uh, is this author coming to the East Coast anytime soon? <laughs> yeah. The uh, Asking the, for a friend. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just, we can set this up for you. There's Aren't there, like, bookstores all over New York City? Yeah, and again, here, here get it out right now. Uh, I'm going to need you to find the bookstore in Jersey that she's going to, not, hey, not Manhattan. To bo- welcome to Ryder and Bogey's Bookstore Extravaganza. Open mic night begins <laughs> right now. I mean, there are books in the studio I'm sitting in right now. I'll buy you. I'll sell you one, and now we're a bookstore. I'm, Fire away. I'm just saying, you guys can't be surprised that people want to vent about their life. I'm surprised that they went to a bookstore on a Thursday right. night. And the bookstore was overflowing with people looking for a microphone and an outlet. Well, if this well-known author, if that's what she does, then that's what the she's going to get. It wasn't an author. No, it no. was just There's an a... open invitation right. to complain about your life. It was one person after the other. Yeah. I hate my nine-year-old. What? It was an open that's mic of that... sadness. Who hates their kids? By the, <laughs> By the way, uh, uh, Diesel, I had open mic of sadness. I had just come from this thing called a bar. Where people were drinking alcohol and complaining about all their spouses. That's where that's supposed right. sort of private, right? Kind of private. Different strokes for different folks. I want you to know that the waitress weighed in on this because my buddy Greg like had to, and the waitress was like, he just means he doesn't care and it's all good. Yeah, you guys are lame. I'm young and cool. That's why I'm wearing Christmas pajamas to work on a Friday again. You like this, Bogey? I didn't think we were mentioning that, but yeah, we yeah, are. Right Come they on, are. they look they look good with jeans. I look like kind of like a little farmer vibe, a little farmer. Now, was it accidental? Yeah, I just forgot I had on. But like, whatever, man. You forgot to take your pajamas off. Well, I threw on the jeans, and then I was like, okay, I'll get this later. And then I just and then we're here, so it's it happens. Yeah. It's okay, it's okay. You should probably go to some kind of open mic and discuss this. No, my wife has to go about me. My husband does not address himself. He wears Still. a pajama to work. Still. Still. All right. Uh, you guys probably don't want to weigh in on this Tony Romo story. I- I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it, Nick. I'll do it. You do diesel? No, you don't. <laughs> I-, I didn't say I did or did not. I'll do it next segment. I'll do it next segment. 
and we'll we'll also get in. By the way, you can't punch Dylan Brooks. You can't punch a guy in the nut in the in the in the. In the Chesterfields? <laughs> what did I say earlier that you got upset? Diesel got upset. I said, crotch. That's a... Anna, That's not, fine. Anna, Anna, yeah. 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 Crotch, groin, undercarriage. I was a fan of. Undercarriage? Yeah. Thank I you. I just dropped my pen like it was a microphone. <laughs> undercarriage. Yep. Nether regions. There's plenty I of don't, things. I Mommy, don't like daddy button. doesn't shine. Mommy, daddy button? <laughs> yeah, that's from a movie. It's... Oh, I've never... What movie? Mom, the mommy... In this case, wouldn't it be the daddy button? No, nah, I feel like it's, it's mommy a, daddy button. It's a Vince. It's a Vince Vaughn line from somewhere. I'll find. Of course it. Stand it is. By. Please of don't find it, Bogus. You're making this worse. You're Why making is it, it this, worse? I don't like the expression for where Dylan Brooks uh, punched Donovan Mitchell, where the sun doesn't shine, because the sun doesn't shine on your shoulder. It doesn't it sun, leaves something sun, to the imagination. On your, on your, it doesn't. It doesn't shine on your feet if you have shoes on. That's the point. If you have a hat on, it doesn't shine on your hair. Like that's, that's not the entire point. No, it's not some part of the human body that clothes cover. It's it's the mommy daddy button part of the body is is the issue. You're saying it without actually saying it. It's the whole right, point. True or false? It is more egregious to punch a guy in the mommy daddy button than in the nose. Oh, correct. I think true. True. Bye. Yeah. Absolutely Bye. true. Yeah. Right. And I I found the source. It's not Vince Vaughn. It's from Austin Powers. Mike Myers, as the fat Scottish character, says, "What a pull!" Ooh, you got me the mommy daddy button. I. It sounded like something Vince Vaughn would just say in casual conversation. Right. Right. Austin Powers meets Vince Vaughn is that would be something I, I would go for. All right, you don't like mommy daddy button. What is your preferred term for the area in which Dylan Brooks punched Donovan Mitchell and led to a <laughs> skerfuffle? A skerfuffle? Yeah, I'm making. I'm mixing it up. I'm I, making it up. I vote for where the sun doesn't shine. Other than that, if that were if that were ruled out, I got to admit, Bogus Bogus crushed it with the undercarriage. I like that one. Thank you. Undercarriage is really good. Can't do that. Can't do that. All right, we'll let you hear Donovan Mitchell's uh, perspective after he caught his breath, and then the post game happened. Mommy, dad, but oh my. Oh, I'm chill on it. Um, all right, let's get into uh, let's get into that little problem with uh, with the two gentlemen who were uh, who were going at each other, Mr. Mitchell, Mr. Brooks. A lot of a uh, love loss where the sun don't shine. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus, you're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show, Bill Ryder, with you. Happy Friday, Kurt Heel in about 20 minutes. This NFL postseason. Every Westwood One NFL broadcast streams live for free, including the last one, the big one, all on the road to Super Bowl 57. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. You know who's in the zone? Brian Williams tweeting at us. I can totally see Tom being the MC for the open Night hate night. The open mic hate night's good. Open mic hate night. And you are the MC, D Cell, Pretty Daddy. All I'm saying is I'm not surprised that people want to get some things off their chest. That's all I'm saying. That's it. You feel like you feel like it's a healthy I mean by all means, dude, by all means, let it out, bro. Let me give you an example. In the family. Family complaints. Tony Romo's a big deal at CBS. 
for CBS Sports Radio. I have not thought for the last few years that he was um, the broadcasting guru genius everyone thought. I think was, I don't think he was bad at the job. I just wasn't as enamored with everyone with his with his thing, his his shtick. He's good. He's fine. Now everybody apparently hates Tony Romo. I'm I'm having trouble keeping up, and. There was a report that, by the way, CBS Sports is heavily pushed back on, coming out of New York City, a, a local, or a, I guess a sports media reporter locally there, who's reliable, who reported that CBS had an intervention with Romo in the offseason to address concerns that he's not, I, I suppose, studying hard enough, or, or, or you know, not as psychic as he used to be, the, maybe the idea being that the further removed he is from the actual teams he competed against, the more work he has to do. And maybe I'm off on this, too, because I'm also not as put out by Tony Romo over the course of this year. I just I think he's a fine broadcaster. I think he's good at the I think he's good at the job. I just never thought he was, you know, Carlos Alcaraz in tennis or LeBron's first year in basketball. I never thought he was like, oh, my God, he's redefined the game. I thought it was fine. And I thought all the praise is way too much. And I guess to me, it feels like the criticism is too much. And maybe they did do an intervention, or maybe they just did, as CBS is saying, a post-op season, hey, here's what we need to work on. Probably both, right? Like, probably if they feel... But am I missing something? Like, have you noticed a deterioration in Romo's ability? Because it doesn't seem that different to me. I mean, look, being completely honest, his first two seasons doing it, he was outstanding being able to predict the upcoming play. That was his thing. That was his shtick, as you alluded to. It's not sustainable, though. You can't do that right. for however long you want to be a broadcaster, 8, 10, 12, 15 years. If it was sustainable, somebody would have done it before Romo. I think what you're noticing is he can't predict the upcoming plays anymore as he gets further and further removed from playing the game himself and that you need to rely on more so what you're doing prior to the game in terms of prep, Got it. Got it. prep and film work. Got it. Okay. I mean, that's that's reasonable. Everybody's got to work hard, and I thought he gave a good answer um, to the guy who wrote it. The writer's name is Marchand, which is like, hey, man, it's a work in progress, and I'm trying and trying different stuff, and, and I've never done live play-by-play, but I can't imagine it's easy, especially if you were the color commentator, right? The analyst is going to walk through the game. What you're doing, I'm sure that's hard, too, reveals itself. Tony Romo's supposed to be interesting, insightful, add sort of the, the spice. I, I just, I think he's a good broadcast. I, I I have no, maybe it's it's tailed off a little bit, but I also think the expectations people set for him are pretty insane. Um, <laughs> Dylan Brooks, man, the Memphis Grizzlies are a good, feisty team. They get in a fight with everybody. Remember the guy that's on the other show where they yell at each other? Shannon Sharp, he got in a little thing with, with the Grizzlies a few weeks ago. Uh, Dylan Brooks and, and Donovan Mitchell got in a little kerfuffle. Uh, Sir kerfuffle? I'm trying to rename it. You know, make it more intense. And, um, well, Dylan Brooks punched... Uh, or hit Donovan Mitchell where, where um, the un- in the undercarriage? Is that what we decided to go with, in the undercarriage? Yeah, and I thought of another one, too. Below the belt. I like that one. Oh, Everybody knows the belt. what that means. Unless it's the knee. Um, it's also below the belt. But you're right. No, you're right. It's a good one. That's a good one. I think that's a karate term, but I'm not entirely sure. And um, Cobra Kai. And uh, they got a, a, their little kerfuffle. They, they got ejected. And after the game, I love this. And Donovan Mitchell's a baller, man, for, for the Cavs. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was ready to... Uh, to spit some truth about about Dylan Brooks. That's just who he is. You know, we've seen it a we've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, regular season. On the one game, he does a high job on me today. You know, he 
decides to do something like that, and you know, that's, there's no place in that in the game. And you know, you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. This has been brewing for years with me, with other guys in the league, and we, you all see it. You know, it's not something that this is this isn't new. You know, tonight was just the end of it, but it's tough when you can't guard somebody and can't do something with somebody. You got to resort to that, and that's what he's done to a lot of players. Your line has to be drawn, and the NBA has to do something about it. Because, like I said, I'm not the only person this has happened to. Um, there's no place for that in this game, and. You know, like I said, I, I took matters into my own hands, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it ain't it. I mean, what's interesting about this to me is Dylan Brooks is an outstanding player. He really wants to win. He's looking for an edge. And the last guy that I can remember who was a, who, who fit that profile, who was accused of, of punching or kicking guys um, in the uh, mommy-daddy button where the sun don't shine, as, as Bogus told us, uh, was Raymond Green. Right? So I'm not saying it's okay. And... I got kicked there, like in a fight. The guy, I mean, it doesn't feel great. Didn't, didn't love it. Didn't love it at all. I also once, not to overshare. You know how guys um, in tennis run backwards, Tom, and hit the ball between their legs when they got to chase a. Don't, don't do it. Please don't tell me. Please don't. I'm just telling you, don't do it. All right. We'll leave I want to win more than I'm so competitive, and if if everything's on the line on that shot, I'm still just trying to hit the ball around body. I'm not. I'm just telling you, I'm just unrelated. Don't try the behind. Okay, point being, I'm not down with, with, with those kind of shots, you know, on purpose or accidental. But I do kind of respect the competitive fire that leads to that. I mean, it's a line for me, but, but Draymond Green cost his team a championship when he, when he kicked LeBron um, where the sun uh, rarely shines. Never, uh, really, if you're being appropriate. And... I still kind of understood and respected, to a degree at least, to a degree at least, the remarkable, remarkable competitive fire that goes with that. So I hear what Donovan Mitchell's saying. I made me laugh. I like that he said he's you know been busting his ass forever. It's not okay, but I also kind of respect that Dylan Brooks gives a you-know-what. He cares. It's, I like it. I want that. What's the old thing? Like, I'm glad you're on my side. It's not the same thing as you, what you do is okay or I support your methods or you're a fair fighter. So I'm glad you're on my side. Dylan Brooks, uh, and I'm glad that you're on my side kind of guy. <laughs> the mommy-daddy button, huh? That's a new one for me. Uh, Kurt Heelan, going to talk some hoops. NBA guru. We'll get his version of the expression next here on CBS Sports Radio.